0: Have you noticed on all the Google apps uh, on iOS, they've gotten rid of that weird, like, lip that they had?
1: I'm sorry, what? Is that, like, the curve on that new Samsung phone?
0: No, like, on, on the app icon, there was always kind of this, like, weird, like, fake 3D embossing.
1: No, I, I haven't noticed that. Hmm. I don't really use any of the Google apps on iOS.
0: Hmm. So, wait, what do you use for mail on iOS? I use the, just the standard mail app. So do you not get duplicate notifications?
1: No, I actually, well, I, to be fair, I also don't have notifications enabled for mail.
0: Oh, well that's okay. That's one way to solve it.
1: You really, do you have a banner pop up every time you get an email message?
0: I have it disabled on the lock screen, but I do have a banner, not like a pop up, but like a banner.
1: Yeah. Every single time you get a new email message Well,
0: for personal, cause work goes through good.
1: Oh, I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, I'm I th- I'm thinking that's that's my problem.
1: But that you have to use good?
0: No, no, that that good's great. No. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, good's good. But
1: oh, no, that's not true. What? Good is not great. Good's fantastic. Good good is not even good.
0: No, good's good.
1: <clears throat> I I I completely disagree with that.
0: How long has it been since you used it?
1: <laughs> not long enough. Um no, like a couple years.
0: It's very good god
1: (laughs) i i don't know that's um that's debatable
0: it's more than adequate
1: i i much prefer having my work email seamlessly integrated um as a uh uh, what's what's it called the exchange active sync thing Mm -hmm. baked right into the same email client that i have my personal email
0: no i want them segregated
1: yeah some people i some people have said that to me and i I don't get that because it's very easy in iOS mail, whatever, what's it called? Just the mail app. Mm-hmm. Um, and most other email clients where, you know, you can, you have the idea of a unified inbox, but then you can very easily go into your individual inboxes.
0: Yeah. Still no.
1: I'm actually looking forward to the, uh, on Android 5.0, the new Gmail app, you can, actually manage other email accounts just like, you know, you would in a, a regular mail app. I'm hoping they bring that, that on to on the iOS iPhone. version. You're
0: going to do that on what I what? What Android device do you have?
1: Well, I'm hoping that they bring that feature to the Gmail iOS app. It's been pretty common that features and new UI stuff will come to Android first and then eventually come over to the iOS equivalent.
0: Well, exactly. Like the uh, new Google Maps It's going to come over in a couple hours
1: yeah hopefully it's um optimized for iphone 6
0: i assume it has to be
1: Uh, well i you know at this point i don't make any assumptions because i'm still amazed at how many app updates i'll get on a regular basis where there's a bunch of new features and fixes and things but still no iphone 6 support not that i'm not that i'm angry I have my reader update now, so I'm I'm very content.
0: Meh, RSS is dead.
1: So I I have a I have a tip for you. Speaking of the iPhones, well, I mean, I I guess Again, I'm spoiling. I'm, the show. I'm spoiling one of the. Oh no, we're we're live, we're live. No, no, um, it's been good. Oh, it's it's been fine.
0: The whole conversation so far has been talking about good.
1: <laughs> and <laughs> making and making really bad accidental puns on the name.
0: No, it's you won't let like you won't let it go.
1: Yeah, no, we'll we'll cut all this out.
0: All right, hold on. No, we got to sort out our stuff.
1: No, I mean we're we're sorted out. We're good to go.
0: No, have you read the anti-Uber article?
1: <laughs> Which one?
0: Uh, particularly the one where they're forcing their driver, or they're coercing their drivers into subprime loans, basically.
1: Mm, yeah, I've 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 heard about this. We'll get we'll get there though. So I I do know what I want to uh, start the show well, with. Do you
0: have enough material? Because that's basically all I had.
1: I, I feel like I do. Okay. I feel like the ones where we don't prepare, we're, we're at our best. Okay. <laughs> Are you going to stay awake through the show? Are you going to be okay? Maybe. Dude. Oh, I'm dragging today. All right. No. Okay. So I, I, I know what we need to start with. It's, it's, it's very obvious. Your 2014 world champion San Francisco Giants.
0: You're darn right when you say mine. <laughs> Again, it was a team effort.
1: Mostly you. I mean, there, were, there was some of this this Bumgarner fellow, but it was mostly you.
0: I was wearing uh, Bochy's manager jacket through every game, so I, I think I contributed a lot.
1: Well, you know, we didn't mention this, and it's, it's maybe a good thing because I felt like we might have jinxed the team. But, you know, one of the things that I was really concerned about was the Giants have not won a World Series in San Francisco in their entire 50-plus year history where you have not lived in the city. So th- this was the first year where the Gi- the San Francisco Giants not the New York Giants but the San Francisco Giants have won the World Series with you in a location other than San Francisco.
0: Exactly. I think I petitioned the team one time for uh for some type of like stipend.
1: Was that one of the propositions on the the ballot yesterday? there are yeah, there, there, there were a lot of them. It's Prop 48. <laughs> oh. Um yeah, I mean, I what a and
0: I get and I get a below market rate apartment.
1: <laughs> oh, um,
0: model uh, Model X is delayed until end of next year.
1: Yeah, I saw that. We can, we'll, I, I have that as a story. We can get there. Okay. Um, but the 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 World Series, just to close out the the you know the playoffs, which are the postseason, as you say, which um, which we talked quite a bit about on the show. Just a tremendous, tremendous way to end it. It was a phenomenal series. You know, hats off to the Kansas City Royals. They fought tooth and nail to the end. Um, but yeah, what a, what a tremendous seven game series.
0: Yeah. They were, they were classy opponents. It was good baseball all the way through, except for game six. Um, and yeah, just a very, very exciting to watch. It's a shame that we didn't win at home, but. Because, I mean, in 2012, it was a four-game sweep, which, I mean, of course, you'd, ra- you'd rather that happen than having a home win. But, I don't know. It'd be nice to win one at home. So, I guess 2016.
1: That's right. Yeah. <laughs> right right. next season off.
0: So, explain, um, explain uh, Sandoval's situation to me.
1: He's a free agent. So, he, he is now free to um, listen to offers from other teams, and he's free to sign wherever he would like to.
0: So does that mean that he must come to some type of agreement with the Giants? He can't... There's no, like, month-to-month or or season-to-season clause in his current agreement? No. So if he doesn't sign with somebody, he just doesn't play baseball next year?
1: That's right. But he will. he will have many offers from many teams.
0: Yeah, I really... He seems like a good guy, so I don't think he's going to go just for the money.
1: He made a comment... I don't know if it was during the parade or sometime around the parade where he had said that he wanted to stay with the Giants for the rest of his career.
0: A lot of guys well, he, say that he, he when they that enter he free agency. To retire as a Giant.
1: <laughs> so he w- wants to pull LeBron James and go somewhere else for a few years and then come back.
0: Oh, clever on. <laughs> um <laughs> how about these Lakers? Oh.
1: No, oh, it really that's all you got with the Giants? You want to start talking about the the Lakers?
0: Well, no, that's 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 the uh, transition you gave me. But no, it was it was a very exciting series. I was uh glad to watch it. Did you see um Bumgardner on Fallon? No. Mm-mm. It's worth watching. He uh he gives Jimmy a special gift. He brought the uh commissioner's trophy along. Um Very very worth watching. It was from uh Monday's episode. I'm sure you can find it on Hulu or YouTube. I will check that out.
1: Um, yeah, The only things I'll, I'll say about the World Series was, um, I mean, needless to say, Game 7 was incredibly stressful. Um, but what Bumgarner did was something that really just hasn't been done. In, I mean, it used to be way back in the day, pitchers would just pitch until their arms fell off, basically. But now that we have a better understanding of what over-pitching does to a pitcher's arm and specifically their elbow, you know, we've, we've kind of gotten away from that, but you know, the the performance that he gave and to do so on two days rest, like he did, just, just phenomenal. Um, but what, so what I, what I want to ask you though, is the bottom of the ninth when Eric Gordon got that, what turned into be a triple should have just been a single.
0: Was this when Blanco, uh, kind of
1: right. What, like, do you remember like what you were thinking? What you no, what? No, I,
0: I I do. Uh, it was just is one of those oh shit moments. I knew I knew we'd pull it out, but it was because it was uh, two outs.
1: It was yeah.
0: It was very it was very frightening.
1: But so where where my where, where mine mine went to was just two years ago in the Rangers Cardinals World Series. The Rangers on two different occasions. This was in Game Six. The Rangers were up three to two in the series. So they if they won Game Six, the series was over two different occasions, they had the Cardinals down to their final strike. And in both occasions, the Cardinals ended up getting a hit and they eventually won game six. And then the Cardinals blew blew them out in game seven. So that's exact that's instantly what I started thinking of was remembering just a couple of years ago when a team was down, you know, basically just to their one, to get one more strike and they would win the, the series. I just was, there was also a split second where I thought that was going to be an inside the park home run.
0: Nope. Not a chance,
1: but yeah, yeah. but heck of an effort. Great, great post season. And as you said, we'll, uh, we'll see you in 2016.
0: Yeah. So in, in, in on that note, do you think next year is going to be kind of a, kind of a waste?
1: <laughs> no, I I, mean, I, I
0: I mean, do you think there's gonna be a lot of changes to the team where, because I like in 2013, uh, uh, we guys kind of stunk all over the place.
1: There will there 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 will be a lot of changes to the team. I mean, looking at so you look at who's a free agent. So it's um uh, we talked about Sandoval, uh, Vogelsong, PV, Michael Morse. Um, I think those are the those are the main free agents. But then you also have you know Angel Pagan coming off back surgery. You never really know how guys are going to come back from that. Um. Scudero missed basically the entire year with injuries. So you got to figure out what you're going to do with him. I mean, now, you know, now there's panic at second base. So maybe, maybe that's not a, a big issue. But yeah, I think, I think there'll be, um, I think there'll be a lot of changes.
0: Be exciting to watch.
1: They need to, they need to address pitching. I mean, to to be honest, what they got out of Bumgarner this postseason is just not, not really something you can count on every year. They've got to, I mean, because really, Outside of him, their starting rotation was a disaster.
0: It was less than stellar, but next year we're gonna have Kane back.
1: Kane, that will help.
0: It definitely will. And uh we gotta figure out what we're gonna do with Timmy. Mm-hmm. Because so has he kind of just officially devolved into being a relief pitcher? Because well, no. I mean, he you'll... doesn't have the consistency as a starter that we need.
1: No, I mean he threw a no hitter this last season as a starter, so Okay um,
0: against the Padres. <laughs> um, like I mean, while that was a great achievement, in most of his starts he does not have a terribly good record, and he is wildly inconsistent. Right. Whereas some of our like you know, like Posey and Sandoval, like again, they're off- offensive players for the most part, but they are very very consistent.
1: Yeah, Posey doesn't Posey doesn't pitch a whole lot. You knew what I meant. I bet he could though.
0: Um, uh, but he he's uh, they're very consistent players. A lot of the Giants are consistent players. Lindskog has moments of greatness. But recently, it's it's just not reliable.
1: Yeah. Well And I think some some things that do shape up really nicely for them going into next year are, you know, hopefully Belt can stay healthy because you know he came back near the end of September and he was he was fantastic through the end of the season and then through the postseason. So if he can stay healthy next year, that's a big plus. Um, they've obviously found something pretty great in joe panic i mean he could be you know he could turn in basically to the buster posey of second base for them ishikawa has been doing great things in the second half of the season ishikawa was 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 fantastic um be interesting to see where he ends up um position wise um i think you know crawford was okay um um Blanco other than the almost disastrous error he made in the bottom of the ninth of game 7 was, was was very solid um I mean Pence is obviously you know he just kind of does his thing so I mean it should be a good should be a good team next year but I mean as we've seen the last couple of times the Giants have won it you just you never know going into the next year
0: yeah. Pence is the uh the greatest thing to come out of uh Philadelphia in probably the past 100 years
1: I I would not disagree. He's he's pretty he's pretty great.
0: So how long does uh, Bochy stay with the team?
1: Uh Cause I don't know.
0: Because uh, uh, so three three championships, five postseasons, isn't it? Right. And he's been with us for like seven eight years.
1: It's about right. Yeah. I mean he's 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 a Hall of Fame manager at this point. So anything he does beyond this season is going to just be gravy. I mean, he could retire tomorrow, and he'd be a first or second ballot Hall of Famer.
0: Well, certainly, but we care about keeping him with the team because he's... He's,
1: he's, he's great. Yeah. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah. I don't know what his contract situation is, but, I mean, I think he'll... I, I don't think he'll go somewhere else. I think he'll coach in, in San Francisco until he retires.
0: So, unless less positive news, do you want to mm. talk about the start of the NBA season?
1: Not really, no.
0: Why not? Kobe's <laughs> Kobe's back. Um, yeah, he in the few minutes that he's played, he's been doing very, very well.
1: No, he's been actually been playing. I mean, the other night he played forty something minutes.
0: Oh, maybe the stat I have is is uh, from earlier.
1: Because um, from the, the
0: first three games, those were abysmal.
1: the 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 stat you probably have is he is missing shots at a historic rate. He's scoring a lot, but he's shooting a lot, and he's missing a lot. Which, you know, you can't make him unless you shoot him, as they say, but (laughs) that's, that can only take you so far. Now, the Lakers, I mean, the Lakers are terrible. They're just an, they're an awful, awful team. And, you know, the season got off to just a terrible start when Julius Randle, who was the Lakers first round pick this year, he was seventh overall, a lot of promise, um, great young guy broke his leg in the fourth quarter of the, the first game of the year and he's likely done for the season. So kind of the one the one developing point and sort of the one beacon of hope for the Lakers is, you know, now out for the year. But yeah, it's going to be it's going to be not it's going to be rough not only this year but I think for the next couple of years because you know, you look at next year's free agent class There really isn't anybody who's going to be available who's sort of a franchise guy who could just come in and turn the team around um, unless they fall all the way down to getting the um, first through fifth pick in next year's draft. They owe their first round pick to the Suns. So even if they if they somehow become mediocre and get something worse than the fifth pick, then they're going to lose their they're going to lose their first round pick. Yeah, things uh, things are not good.
0: So in the near term, does that do much um, financially against ticket sales and like TV licensing rights or probably not?
1: No. Well, the the TV deal is locked in for the next, I think, 10 to 12 years. And I just was just reading today that the Lakers have the fourth highest average ticket selling price in the NBA this year. So they're fine.
0: Above or below the Clippers?
1: That's a good question. I didn't see who the three teams above them were.
0: Because I assume that gap has to be narrowing.
1: I would think so, yeah.
0: Cause the Clippers used to be for a very long time they were a very uh second rate team.
1: Oh, very much and so. Now they're Th- very
0: top tier. Except for yeah, tonight. Wow. Well, but
1: now they got blown out tonight. Look at you plugged into the basketball scene.
0: I turn on SportsCenter for like three minutes every night.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, like, I am. Um, I Have, yeah, haven't really gotten into basketball yet. Um, the Lakers being crappy doesn't help. And then, obviously, Giants being in the postseason. But you know, we'll get get back into the basketball thing.
0: Uh, well, your Bay Area team, you, you enjoy the Warriors a bit, right?
1: No, not at all. Seriously? They're in the same division as the Lakers. I, you know, like in a game like tonight, I will certainly root for them over the Clippers. The, the Clippers, I can't stand. But... On on neutral terms, I mean, sure. I I enjoy I I enjoy watching the Warriors. They're they're fun to watch. I actually really really like their new coach this year, Steve Kerr. Um, big fan of his. But I mean, no. I mean, they're in, the, they're in the same division as the Lakers, so it's not like I can root for them or anything.
0: Hmm. Okay. Well, I think this is a technology show.
1: That's that's what they say.
0: So we should talk about some of that.
1: Okay, well, so the other, you know, the other big story besides the Giants winning the World Series over these uh, last couple of weeks have been you kind of out of nowhere. You surprised me with this the other day, purchasing an iPhone six.
0: Yeah, quick, quick question. Just I was looking at it right now. Is the home is the lock screen of the iPhone six not retina optimized?
1: <laughs> oh, because of the larger, um, the larger and
0: carrier. A little bit. <laughs> so i barely be, noticed that
1: yeah so getting Cause that, the Gru- cause
0: that's the telltale sign of when you get like that funky keyboard and you know i wouldn't use <laughs> right. like, desktop scaler my ass or something like that
1: mm-hmm. yeah uh yeah getting the gruber mention out of the way here he tweeted about that pretty early on i think he said almost exactly what you did where he was basically like is the is the lock screen not was that not updated for the iphone 6 um but people pointed out, and it, you never really would have noticed this before, I guess, that the time and you know the carrier logo and stuff has always been bigger on the lock screen, I don't even think that's even true. pre. I think that's what people responded with.
0: I don't have my five S anymore, or it's in a box now. But yeah, I'm sure, that's
1: true. I don't know. Um, but okay, so you so you've you've had this for just a couple of days now, right? mm Hmm. So, a couple things so first, i want to know why you decided to upgrade, and mm-hmm. second, i want to know what you think
0: um it's fine i, I don't I don't particularly like it, but <laughs> i don't know there's there's my biggest uh the biggest thing I enjoy about it is that it now you know the the because the screen's bigger, you get that extra row of icons, mm. which I now can fit every single non applic uh non game app on my phone on the first home screen
1: with room room to spare i saw your photo today you've got even like a couple empty slots there at the bottom well does
0: that make me insane
1: it's it does yeah that's that's really weird
0: no from the first iphones apple has never filled up the entire screen with icons
1: yeah i know i know that's 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 my logic on it
0: no it's it's first iphone i can't change
1: that i saw that picture today and i i was gonna actually just tweet you back but i figured i'd save it for the show I, i think you're a crazy person
0: oh no i'm I still sync uh, th- through a USB cable to iTunes, so I already know that. Oh my god,
1: that's the. I don't. I don't even. I don't even know what to say.
0: I don't back up to iCloud either.
1: Really? You you just have it on your computer?
0: Hmm. I I do t- uh, iCloud contacts and calendar sync, but I do not trust iCloud backup.
1: I I totally understand backing up both on iCloud and locally on your computer. Like I totally get that. But, because
0: I charge through my computer. So, therefore, it's backing up every day anyway.
1: Hmm. So, over overnight, you have your phone plugged into your computer? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. And also
0: have, well, actually, well, not always. I, I usually have it uh, plugged in bedside. But then iTunes Wi-Fi sync takes over.
1: Oh, okay. Well, all so, right. So,
0: any, like, advantage of, like, I'm not, like, being consistent or conscientious about backing up? Uh, and that's a favor or that's a plus in the iCloud column. That doesn't work for me.
1: So you're still living in the Mac as the digital hub sort of.
0: <laughs> Most definitely. <mode. laughs> I, I, I do not believe in the PC free <laughs> generation until, until iOS actually does everything I need to not a chance.
1: Hmm. Okay. So, so what what else do you think about the six? You, you just, you don't like it. Is that the takeaway?
0: I find it a bit easier to type on. But I think it's too big. Like, I don't mm. know. When I, when we had mentioned in our earlier shows that 4.7 inches was the exact size, I think in my mind that was different because phones like the Moto X do not have a home button and like that big earpiece on it. So this phone's actually like Galaxy S5 sized. Right. Not quite that sweet spot of what I was hoping for. So it still seems a little bit too big for my tastes.
1: Yeah, I, I don't I don't entirely disagree with that. I think what I have appreciated more and more over the last couple of weeks is just how good the phone feels in your hand.
0: Big disagreement there. Mm. This phone is unusable without a case.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I um,
0: absolutely unusable.
1: I, yeah, I know what you mean by that because I, I it's had, and- when I was traveling last week, you know, I was using, I didn't bring any other camera with me. So just, just using my, my iPhone for photos. And whenever I would hand my phone to one of my friends to, you know, take a group shot or whatever, every single oh, time. Yeah. Yeah. No, no of course. Um, your selfie stick? <laughs> Do they make those for the iPhone? I bet they do. Um, I, I would always get the comment like, Oh my God, I feel like I'm going to drop this thing. It is very it is very slick, but I I really like the way it feels.
0: Yeah, I strongly disagree. I I don't like the way the back looks. It has kind of the antenna line breaks on the back. I don't think that looks good. Um, so I went with the uh, Jason Snell recommendation. So I went with the uh, the midnight blue uh, Apple leather case, hmm. which I think feels extremely nice. It's got just the right amount of grip to it. Doesn't add much bulk to it. Um makes the camera flush so there's no weird um camera bulge anymore so fairly happy with that but again it's only been like a day or two
1: so what 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 made you decide to upgrade uh
0: the battery life on my 5s was getting just by I don't know is I guess it was world series time i I know I was like streaming a lot of video but the battery life like literally charging twice a day hmm and I figured why not and, and everybody's bragging about the apple pay i want to i want to be indignant about not being able to use it at rite aid as well
1: <laughs> so that's
0: walgreens that are closer to me but whatever
1: that's actually what i wanted to talk about was having now had a couple of weeks with apple pay i think it's i think it's really nice i i really i really enjoy the way it works um you know i even i even like i like the fact that it, you know it really does just work with any sort of contactless payment system even ones that don't you know brand themselves as being Apple pay supported like a Walgreens or something
0: so real quick it just explain to me how it works because I, I've looked at passbook I've because I haven't had a chance to use it yet uh, I've looked at passbook I've put my my stuff in there and I, I don't see how you where do you how do you activate it
1: yeah so that that's the part that I would not have known about had I not done some proactive research ahead of time
0: and there's no how to's or anything in passbook or settings which is weird because it's, right
1: you know. yeah i had to watch some videos from the hands-on time that apple gave reporters right after the announcement to, to find this but the way it works and it, it, it's totally crazy and you, you actually i actually still find myself not entirely trusting it like i'll i'll hold my phone up expecting it just not to work but literally what you do is even with your screen completely turned off and locked all you do is you hold the front of the phone so the part where the earpiece is up near the payment terminal and your screen will just automatically come on it'll show you what card you want what card you're using which by default's just your default card you hold your thumb on touch id and then you get a little subtle vibration indicating that the payment's done and that's it so there is no, there really is nothing you have to do to prepare the phone after you've you know entered your card information. Of course,
0: that's strange, and then you don't have to turn it on.
1: No, mm-mm. Hmm. don't need to unlock it. Don't need to do anything. And it, I, every single time, still, I, I've I've used app. I've used it. I'd say maybe six to eight times now. Um, And every single time I use it, I just expect it like not to work. I just expect the screen like not to come on. But every time it has. Um, And what I was going to say is that, you know, or what I was saying was that, you know, it works with any sort of contactless payment system. And so, you know, the the taxis or the the cabs, as you say, in, in New York, pretty much all have the contactless payment terminals in the back. And so, when I got over there, the first thing I tried when I was going to pay for the cab from the airport was, hey, is is, is Apple Pay going to work on this thing? And sure enough, it did. So that's, that's that's kind of neat.
0: So I don't want to derail the conversation, but so you went, you were traveling, and you did not use Uber.
1: I didn't. I didn't use Uber going from JFK just because the the taxi line they have there is really well set up. It's it's just easier to get a cab, and they, they do a flat rate from the airport, so. Price wise it's about the same. Gotcha. Um but yeah, no, I th- I think it's I think it's really nice. Um it's I don't I don't know if it's a whole lot easier than just swiping your card, but um
0: I think so once it's widespread, I think for me it's kind of, you know, the you're bored in line and you already had your phone out and you're checking TweetBot because you were bored where there's just one less thing to pull out.
1: Right, right. That's
0: where that's where it'll shine eventually. But right now, it's really no easier than your credit card, just because you have to consciously think, "Is it accepted here?"
1: So it also, it also does the total San Francisco story, by the way. But it also causes some confusion. Like, so I I went to Pete's on my way into work this morning, and um, you know, ordered my coffee. I decided to get a, a breakfast item as well. Um, and as the cashier was going over to get the the muffin that I ordered, I used you know I used my iPhone to pay, and it went through. It was great. And then he you know came back and like was like still waiting for me to like hand me my card. And I went, uh, no, I just did it on my phone. And he's like, oh yeah, no, you did. Okay, cool. So it's I don't know. It kind of I think it it takes takes some employees sort of out of their uh. Out of their routine, hmm.
0: you get food at Pete's. Interesting,
1: not 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 all the time, just occasionally. Yeah. The reduced fat blueberry banana muffins, very good. <laughs> <laughs> highly highly recommend. Okay. But but yeah, no Apple Pay. Um, it's 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 solid. I what I'm excited for is I, you know, I I'm a part of this coin beta. <laughs> and i'm ge- i'm supposed to get my coin <laughs> by no. Yes, no 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 it's an entire waste Hmm.
0: so had you known that uh, apple was going to make was going to take like a true stab at um contactless payments and like a digital wallet would you even i know even though coin is not terribly expensive would you have still done it
1: oh 100% and then oh, this what? and no 100% here's why and this this is what i was saying is that i feel like between having a coin and between having Apple Pay, that's like the perfect combination. Because until it,
0: 2016, the, when mm, all your cards are basically invalidated.
1: Oh, when we're going to this chip and pin system,
0: or when you go into anything that's uh, that's encrypted or has uh, some type of secure element.
1: Hmm. Well, I mean, I'll I'll believe it when I see it. But for now, with, I with think with the amount
0: of fraud and all these data breaches, you see. The reason why that conversion didn't happen in the U.S. is because the fraud rates were so low that the infrastructure costs to upgrade to and modernize to a new system weren't worth it. With all the fraudulent activity that's happening now, that's swung in the other direction. So no, it's not that it's not happening. It will happen.
1: Well, for for the next year, two years, however long it takes to switch over to that system. What's that?
0: When will you get your coin?
1: By the end of this month.
0: Wow, really? Yeah. I thought it was delayed way until 2015.
1: When that's for the uh, wide release, but I'm part of the beta. Oh, exciting. Um, but no, I think it's 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 the perfect combination because I'll literally only have to carry you know in, in terms of credit cards it and you know my phone. I think that's uh, and I'm, I'll be covered. I'll be covered whether or not a, a merchant takes you know contactless payments or not because you know as, as we as we've talked about on the show, that I, that for me continues to be the number one problem with Apple Pay is the fact that it's just so limited in where it can be used. I mean, in the in the two weeks it's been out, again, I've only used it, you know, like I said, maybe six, seven times because that's you know that's you know, and it, it's literally been to like Wal- Walgreens and Pizza, and then this cab story I just mentioned, and that's it. Or I used it at McDonald's too.
0: Of course he did.
1: <laughs> Not a subway though, which would be, I think, statistically the most common place to use it. Oh God! Thank
0: God. <laughs> I, I honestly think that a McRib is the only thing better than a subway sandwich. Or sorry, wait.
1: Worse yeah. than a subway sandwich?
0: No, I think it's the lowest thing that's better than a subway sandwich.
1: You need know uh, to change that. I, 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 I don't think I do, but that's okay. Um. Oh, I, I have a I have a tip for you, which maybe some of the listeners will find useful as well. What's that? So, so you had pointed out to me earlier that all transactions through your, you know, I don't want to get too specific here, but your American Express card, um, were coming up as notifications on your phone, regardless of whether or not you were actually using Apple Pay. So I figured out I figured out how to to fix this.
0: Oh yeah, I've I've seen it. But go ahead.
1: Okay, so so well first I should point out that apparently this is something unique to American Express because I've looked into my Visa card, which is my default card, and it, it does not show me history from transactions that were not initiated through Apple Pay. So apparently this is part of American Express's integration with Apple Pay. So if you have an American Express card and you're noticing that all transactions are coming up as, you know, banner notifications, if you have, you know, notifications enabled on Passbook, which I would assume most people do, um, you can can at least turn off the banner part of the notification part by going into settings and then Passbook and Apple Pay. You then select your American Express card and then there's a toggle near the top there, which enables you to turn on or off card notifications. Then you can just turn that off.
0: Yeah. So I, I found that I was just I thought it was extremely weird that it applied to non Apple pay transaction as well. But I mean, in for like fraud prevention or just kind of knowing where your money goes, I actually I think I'm leaning towards I like it. Hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure you might not because you'd, you'd see six Uber items on a Saturday. Morning. Yeah,
1: I, I just I just usually like to just not think about where my money goes. I find that to be just a lot less stressful strategy (laughs) (laughs) no it's not a good strategy at all okay people people should not follow my uh, financial advice on this show i am a certified public accountant but not a certified financial advisor two very different things two different sets of exams
0: all right um anyway yeah apple apple pay i look forward to trying it iphone 6 is pretty meh um One thing I I will talk about. So you don't, you never use the. Did you ever use the uh, Nike Plus uh, shoe thing?
1: No. Well, no, no, no. I did. I did have one for a while years ago.
0: That relied on like so. That was back from like the third generation of iPods, like way back in like two thousand four.
1: Yeah, I want to say that they when they announced it, Nano, I think they yeah they had built-in support on it with the Nano.
0: So. That was a little sensor that you could put into most Nike shoes that tracked your your distance and all that kind of stuff, and it was it was a very uh, inexpensive and, and alarmingly like accurate way of tracking running, especially indoors. Um, but it operated on like a on a different kind of proprietary wireless technology. Um, but Apple supported it for like ever, apparently up until the iPhone six. Uh, so that's very very disappointing.
1: It didn't just use Bluetooth or something.
0: No, no, it was, it was a proprietary uh, radio. Interesting. So they've been holding along support for a while, but yeah, it's no longer there. So now I have no way to track indoor workouts, which is super annoying. But
1: I saw I saw something about I use Runkeeper as my primary like fitness app. Mm-hmm. They just came out with an update a couple days ago that I saw a bullet point about them now supporting indoor workouts.
0: But how would it do that because my iPhone just sits on the treadmill
1: I yeah, I can't answer that I don't know I've never i never used run keeper for an indoor wor- workout
0: yeah maybe I said run outside more
1: I just get an Apple watch
0: <laughs> March 2016 or
1: they said spring no not 16 2015
0: or yes sorry what year is it
1: <laughs> well it, it's it's an it's an even. I mean, you know, it's an even year because the Giants won the World Series.
0: Yes. <laughs> Very
1: good. Uh, yeah, I'm. You know, I I'm to close out the iPhone six topic. I'm I'm actually finding myself liking the iPhone six more and more. As disappointed as I was with the the five S, I've been impressed with. I I really like. I really like the six. I like more and more. I like the screen size, especially now that. Most of my apps, except for a couple I'm looking at you sports center app have been updated to the the native screen resolution um, i I like it a lot i again I, I'm enjoying apple pay um, I think the screen the screen looks a lot better i when I was um formatting my 5s getting ready for it to to sell it I noticed that the the screen on the six does look a lot better. The way that they the way that they've made the pixels even closer to the glass, you really notice. Apparently they've used the same technique on the iPad Air 2, which is like the one thing that kind of tempts me about that, but it's not enough to actually get one. But No, please don't. No, 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 I won't. I've also put off speaking of holding off upgrading stuff, Apple products specifically. I've walked by the Apple store near my apartment a couple of times and I've thought about going in and looking at the Retina iMac, but I've I've not done so.
0: Well, you've seen a Retina MacBook Pro, right?
1: I have, but it's I... It's the same I, thing,
0: just much bigger.
1: Yeah, but I suspect, similar to how a Retina screen on an iPad, I think, is even more impressive than on an iPhone, I suspect it'll be something similar with a 27-inch screen compared to a 13 or 15 inch screen.
0: Yeah. You should get one.
1: <laughs> no, I really shouldn't. That's the thing.
0: You need a faster editing machine.
1: I, would, I mean, that would be nice, but.
0: Think at how fast uh, Logic or GarageBand, whichever one you use, uh, would just fly on that machine. It would. Quad Core
1: i7. My Mac Mini is pretty quick, though. Especially now that I, I... I should follow up on this. I mentioned this on the show. When I upgraded to Yosemite, I broke the you know, the Fusion drive and split out my solid-state drive from the regular drive so much quicker. I mean, maybe maybe part of it's the clean install I did with Yosemite, too, because I had just done um, in-place upgrades the last couple of OS X versions. Um, so the, the clean install might have had something to do with it, but certainly... Yosemite and my mac mini have run much much quicker since i have you know gone just with the ssd you know, the, the the thing i don't like you know, the thing i don't the idea i don't like about the imac is i don't i don't like the idea of having my the computer locked in with my display like my cinema display is a perfect example of this where i've i've had the cinema display for like 5 years and it's gone through the macbook pro that i had And it's continued on with the Mac mini I have now. I like the idea of being able to upgrade my computer while keeping the same display and an iMac, you know, obviously doesn't allow you to do that.
0: Yeah. I
1: I mean, presumably that's that display is going to far outlive the rest of that computer just in terms of, you know, five years from now, that's probably still going to be a really, really great display. But five years from now, that's not going to be a really great computer.
0: Sure, but who
1: cares? Well, I mean, I think like, I would if you get don't three care.
0: Years out of the computer, then, or three to six years out of the computer, well, like, what do you care?
1: Uh, I don't know. I mean, how? forget what, what's the starting price at one of those things.
0: Twenty five hundred.
1: I better get more than I better get more than three years.
0: The monitor itself is worth that.
1: Uh, yeah yeah i mean it would be nice i mean if if you wanna if you wanna donate twenty five hundred dollars for me to to get one i i would love it
0: again just get squarespace to uh
1: <laughs> get some yeah, get some get some of that sponsorship money
0: yeah yeah or have 'em go in uh go have on it with Mailchimp
1: mm that's a good idea
0: like look at look at your um your thunderbolt display right now or or mini display board whatever it is Mhm. You can tell the pixels, can't you?
1: Um No. I as 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 so I you know, I as I've said on the show, I'm very particular about displays. And I I still think this cinema display looks really really good.
0: The colors are outstanding. Yeah. So you can tell the pixels.
1: I I think I sit far enough away from it where I don't really and, you know, more and more, I use this this computer remotely. So, I use it through my, you know, work laptop, my Windows laptop. The only times I'm actually sitting in front of it working are um, during the show.
0: It's totally worth $2,500 for two hours a week.
1: Yeah, a 27-inch screen also might just be too big for my desk setup.
0: No, it's never too big.
1: <laughs> uh, it's never enough. You're a terrible influence.
0: No, I, I am a fantastic influence. Hmm. There's lots of money you could be wasting on other things, but this is important.
1: Well, I choose to waste them on Uber. Not waste. That's not the right word.
0: Arriving in style.
1: Mm, yes.
0: Everybody's envious of the Prius.
1: Mm. Not really. I'm not a I'm not a big Prius fan.
0: All right. What else you got?
1: Um. Sorry, I got when I was looking at the Slack, I I got distracted with we posted some pictures back and forth of uh, Bumgarner and Posey after Game Seven. Those pictures are really good,
0: dude. Buster hugs are the greatest.
1: They, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I want I want to get a Buster hug.
0: You'll never get a Buster
1: hug, and that's the I sad. know I won't. Oh, Bumgarner deserved it.
0: Like. Maybe when he's like forty, I don't know if he mismanages his money. <laughs> maybe he'll <laughs> like give uh, give Buster uh, Buster hugs at like a, the opening of a Home Depot or something. But I, <laughs> but I think Buster Posey is smarter than that. Yeah, maybe. Oh man.
1: Um. What else we got? So I mean, I got a, I got a couple of things. Um. Kind of. Do you
0: want to go back to an Apple topic real quick? Sure. So I don't think we had a show re- uh, recently since um, kind of uh, uh, going off of Apple
1: Pay. Oh, that's that's none that that was literally the story I was going to bring up. Okay, cool. No, well, go ahead and introduce. No, me. no, no, please, please.
0: So there are a lot of retail, or not a lot, uh, but there are certain retailers who have been kind of pilot partners with Google Wallet and other contactless uh, contactless payment providers. Um, and since Apple Pay is just based on regular old NFC. Um, it works on any terminal that supports, um, I think American Express calls it Easy Pay or RFID payments or Google Wallet, any of that, any of those things. So places like Rite Aid and CVS and a couple of others, um, were ready to support it. They weren't official launch partners of it, but they could have supported it. And as soon as people started using it, they disconnected and disabled the NFC readers on their sales terminals. Uh, just to spite Apple because they have their own much crappier uh, alternative wallet that they want to launch and force customers to use.
1: Yeah, I think that the two stories or the the two takeaways from this are first that, as you've pointed out, this other payment system, what's it called? Currency or something? Um, Clever name, right? (laughs) I guess. It's not. (laughs) <laughs> just it just the way it works sounds awful. Like you have to use. Well, so
0: have you? You've you've uh, gone to Starbucks, right? Or you've used the Starbucks app?
1: I I have not, but I, I'm very familiar with how it works. It's
0: that exact same concept, except shittier because it doesn't care about your privacy.
1: It's you. You basically have to you. You basically generate a QR code in the app, and then you scan the QR code.
0: And as we found, Americans love using QR codes.
1: <laughs> right. Um, but the the other the other takeaway from this is it's remarkable that you know places like Rite Aid and CVS they've had these contactless payment terminals for years now, and nobody's ever given it a second thought that oh yeah these are actually in direct competition with this other payment system that we're you know trying to push. Well, but so then all no all of a sudden,
0: except me and like two other nerds,
1: right? So all of a sudden, less than two weeks after Apple Pay comes out, all of a sudden somebody notices this and um you know decides to to cut the cord. I just it's it's a testament to the power of Apple Pay and the power of Apple to come into a product category which isn't new, but it's a it's a category that just, you know, hasn't really taken off and hasn't hasn't given consumers kind of the The vehicle, as you would say, to um, to use it.
0: Okay, so a couple things on that. So allegedly, it's uh, there's actually like a contractual requirement of the retailers who joined in. uh, The parent company is called MCX, like Merchant Exchange, um, who's developing currency that they're not allowed to support alternate digital payment systems, which I don't understand how that would have not precluded Google Wallet and those other options well,
1: once so they flew so far under the radar, it just wasn't even an exactly, issue exactly
0: because n- nobody uses them like anytime I've used it in the past people are like, oh that's what it does and that like I don't know it's just it's it's weird and disappointing just because the so and the the other incentive for uh the company's backing currency is that <clears throat> it's a direct debit from your bank account because it uses um like your checking account and routing number. So it avoids having to pay the, uh, transaction carrier fees that are associated with a Visa or an American Express transaction that are usually between two and like three and a half percent. So, I mean, there's a legitimate business interest in doing so, which I don't, I don't fault the companies for trying to save costs, but in the same sense that they would never stop accepting regular credit cards. I I don't get how... I just think it's hostile to the customer for them to disable an easier way to use traditional credit cards.
1: Right. And it's frequently the case in business that what's good for the bottom line, specifically cutting expenses, may be at odds with providing the best customer experience. And...
0: But you have to strike a balance.
1: That's what to. You do. do. Exactly. And I, I think I think this is the wrong spot to pick your battle. I, you know, I think Tim Cook said something really smart during the presentation that we've talked about on the show. And it's something that I actually never really thought about prior to him saying it. But people love their credit cards. They really do. Um, they like the rewards that they get. They like how convenient they are they like how they're universally accepted everywhere. I I think that's a that's a really that's a really powerful thing. And when he said it, I was thinking specifically about like the cards that I carry, like the the card I use most is a, you know, United Visa card. And it's totally true. I, you know, I really enjoy using that card. And if a merchant decided to all of a sudden for some reason stop taking that card, I I'd, I'd be I'd be very likely to basically just not shop there anymore.
0: Yeah, but Americans are lazy, and I don't really think anybody's actually going to switch or get up in arms over this. I just think it's kind of douchey.
1: <laughs> this uh, this picture you sent's pretty good.
0: So a couple of things on that. So one of the other side, um, side benefits for the merchants and probably downfall or negatives for the consumer is that uh, there's very, very little uh, customer privacy baked into currency in its current formation. And by the way, it's already been hacked. Um, of course yeah yeah all the email addresses of the beta testers have been stolen um is that it uh shares your spending habits what you bought and all this kind of stuff between all the merchants and retailers so they can better market to you whereas apple is anonymizing transactions and it's single instance payments and all this kind of stuff so that's another thing that's just kind of disappointing about the whole thing but um i think it was dan fromer uh who posted uh, his ridiculous uh, CVS receipt with uh, that was like for two things. And it had just like pages of coupons at the end of it, <laughs> um, which is uh, he's just so glad that the company that brings you that is going to bring you a next, uh, a next generation mobile wallet that has you scan fucking QR codes. But I do enjoy this guy's Halloween costume, which is a gigantic CVS receipt.
1: Yeah. The, 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 the two things that have been pointed out with Apple pay that sort of interrupt the experience are yeah the, these kind of crazy receipts that you get, but then also uh, Jason Snell pointed this out that depending on the merchant and depending on what their rules are, you sometimes actually still have to sign after using Apple Pay. So you'll you know go through the process of Apple Pay, validating your identity through Touch ID, but then you still have to sign, um, which you know it's not not great. I mean obviously you I get it and it's, you know, it's merchants covering themselves but still not you know, it's still not quite the same smooth experience compared to instances where you don't have to sign. Yep. Yeah, I mean I think I think current currency will will go away. It's there's no no chance that that's something that's going to take off.
0: It'll be amusing when they try.
1: And what I mean, what is it that Tim Cook said in in his interview the other day that Apple Pay is already the like number one contactless payment system,
0: and Google Wallet, uh, and other competing uh, wallet services are getting uh, the Apple bump too. Yeah, which is which is good for them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, again, again, I... mobile payments and more secure uh, and more options for the customer is always better.
1: It goes both ways. I I have consistently said on the show that I think Android is great for ios i think the competition it provides is is exactly what ios needs and i think it works the other direction too
0: except when it turns into the iphone 6
1: plus
0: (laughs) dude i had full intention of walking out of a store with one
1: I, i i i think we talked about this on the show too i during the announcement i i got swept up in phil schiller's salesmanship a bit and i was like yeah no that's the six plus does sound does sound pretty nice
0: i just didn't want to hate on it without knowing i just wanted to be like you know what i'll give it a try but no i tried typing on it and my fingers could not reach the w and i said
1: nope it, it's crazy i i've actually now i i've I, one of my coworkers has it and then i saw someone on bart the other day with one and it's it's even more, you know. It, it 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 looks ridiculous in the Apple Store, but it looks even more ridiculous just in person, like out out in the wild.
0: And if you've ever seen anybody use it for a phone call, it looks like you're holding a jumbo like Pop Tart or like a uh, like a Taco Bell Crunch to your face.
1: I actually have. I actually haven't seen somebody make a phone call on one, but so I can I can imagine what that looks like.
0: So ridiculous.
1: Yeah. You know, apparently they, I forget where this was, I don't know if it was in the Wall Street Journal or where this was, but apparently Apple had a prototype iPhone for every tenth of an inch from 4.0 inches, which was, you know, the size of the 5 and 5S, all the way through, I think, like 6 inches. And apparently through that testing, they decided that 4.7 and 5.5 were the, the two sweet spots.
0: Again, the people the people who bought the five, the iPhone six plus the five and a half inch one, they they would they'd be happier with a six inch. They they don't even care. <laughs> they want basically an iPad mini, right, with, with a phone, and they won't be happy until they get one.
1: I I was thinking about this the other day. I I think when you know the iPhone six s rolls around next year. I think I would. I would consider. I would consider a six S plus.
0: No, you, I th- you just you just I, stated your case of why
1: you wouldn't. I I think about it.
0: Again, I thought about it, and
1: <sighs> there are there have been a couple of instances. Like I think I talked about watching Netflix on but the six. But you think
0: of all the other instances of where it's a bigger pain in the ass. That's the problem. Of course, web browsing and movies when you're using it two handed or it's just sitting somewhere. Of course, it's great. But think of all the times you're gonna drop it and the times when you're holding something else in your in your other hand and you can't get your fucking Google map directions or you can't get that Uber car because your finger won't reach the other side of the screen. No.
1: Well that's a good point. I do I do need to be able to get my Uber cars very quickly. Um Yeah, yeah, I, I probably I probably wouldn't get the six plus. That's too big.
0: Yep. Yeah. Alright, what else we got?
1: Uh what else we got? Um I mean kind of kind of a slow couple of weeks. Um
0: I'm I'm not sure.
1: Um I mean there's you you link to this and this the Swift. There's this oh, I realize it's a really bad pun too. Or not 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 the Swift. Oh gosh. I, I know what I just did now. I said the Swift instead of the Slack yes. because of this Taylor Swift article. There we go. All right, let's talk about this. Yeah. So what what's what's going on here?
0: Her new album is great.
1: Uh, the, the shake it off is one of my favorite songs of all time but anyway well,
0: so, so that was a good single but the uh, actual album is is very very good
1: i haven't li- i haven't listened to the rest of the album i'd recommend it
0: um you will be able to purchase it on itunes
1: is this is this album called 1989 because she was born in 1989 yes she's younger than that's you. that's terrifying
0: how is it because she's younger than you or because that's mm-hmm. what she named it
1: that because she's younger than me, I don't like that.
0: Madison Bumgarner has won three World Series rings, and he's a year younger than us.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like that at all.
0: Anyway, so yeah, she uh, she released a new album. Uh, it sold uh, like 1.3 million copies in a week, um, and it is not available on streaming services, of course. Um, and that's actually um, like Planet Money and a lot of other people have um, have done kind of research or uh stories about her time delaying album releases to streaming music services to incentivize the biggest fans to purchase uh rather than just waiting for it to come out on streaming services there's usually been like a 3 month uh lag time in that uh but now on Spotify she's just pulled all of her music entirely um so now you just have to buy it which which is smart and i think she's one of the only one of the only kind of top tier acts in music that can pull that off and more power to her
1: what what was planet money's finding with that sort of exercise
0: well no it's, it's just it's it's successful and it makes total sense like if you if you're a spotify or an RDO listener and you let's say you you look you love shake it off and you want to listen to the other music and you listen to a couple previews and you're like this is something I want and you already have your ten dollar a month subscription uh you pay she gets point zero 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 six cents when you play the song through audio so why would she not rather have the ten dollars that you're going to pay on itunes it's a very very sound strategy
1: it's very it's very akin to the movie strategy too
0: oh yeah the whole netflix doesn't get it for 30 days on physical disc and like a year uh if it's on streaming right Again, media companies, you know, like albums and, and TV, all that stuff's not selling the way it used to. And when you have, when you have a show like Walking Dead or you have an artist like Taylor Swift, again, I don't know why those are the only two things I can think of right now.
1: I, yeah, that was, that was really, that was really weird, but.
0: Sorry. When, when you have a show like a break, <laughs> is Breaking Bad any better? I don't think it is. Um, when you have a show that's in demand and you have an artist that makes, that's still putting out great music, oh, oh, why, why undersell yourself? Yeah, no, I music yeah. is Not sustainable. It's it's a very bad business model for anything but back catalog stuff. And I've always be, I've been kind of opposed to streaming music all along. Like I use a Spotify to listen to like the three songs a month that I don't want to buy, but I just want to listen to a couple times to get out of my system. <laughs> like I, I I'm st- again just like the same way I tether my iPhone to iTunes. I like having a music library that I know won't disappear someday. Like if I listened to a lot of Taylor Swift music and I had like the albums I would enjoyed saved in RDO or Spotify, and now they're gone, I'd be kind of bummed about that.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I, I, you know, especially the, you know, economic side of my brain agrees with all of that. And I think it, a move like this from Taylor Swift makes total sense. But at the, at the thing you just, you can't, ignore is that this feels like an industry grasping at straws to hold on to the way things used to be
0: but no it's uh, yes and no I say yes and no but what are they supposed to do do you think that they should just subsist on like 150th what they used to make just because that's what some random company has decided people are willing to pay like, do you think all music is created equal? No. Like, like, let's say December is an awesome month for music you enjoy, and there's, you know, there's a new album from Pitbull. Um, what else do you there, there's, a there's, new, there's
1: no a new I don't show. I don't enjoy Pitbull. Don't no, don't do, infer right? that on the show.
0: No, you told me you love Mister Three Hundred
1: Five. Um, no, I. That's definitely not something I said. Sugar Ray has a reunion <laughs> album. Okay, then like, now now I'm back on board. Out. Mm-hmm. That's stuff
0: that you would probably pay more than your $10 a month audio subscription. But all that work and all the money that was spent creating those, uh, those works of art are, are for nothing, basically, if it's just included in your standard streaming subscription where they get almost nothing. Like, I understand very low royalties in the sense of a Pandora or an iHeartRadio in the sense where you don't get choice in what you listen to. So, like, I would never use Pandora as a way to listen to the tracks I want. I can use something as a starting point, but Spotify and RDO are a totally different thing where they are meant to be replacements for buying digital or physical music. So the economics are not sustainable.
1: I think, so what, I, I, I can't say that I... I have the answer to the question of kind of you know what well, what are they supposed to do? You know, the economics of what they're facing with streaming just don't add up to you know what they used to get with selling you know sixteen dollar CDs or even you know ninety nine albums on iTunes. But fighting the trend of moving towards streaming models or just even even just more generally speaking, fighting the trend of what consumers want that just doesn't feel like the right answer
0: but if you listen to what consumers want they're always going to want the wrong things like what's what's the most like look at the, what the most popular stuff in the app store is like it's not quality so the mm. consumers usually wrong you sell what you you price it at what people will pay there's a whole heck of a lot of people who are willing to pay more than their 10 dollar spotify subscription just because consumers are cheap doesn't mean you need to market towards them. Not everybody needs to be your customer. That's the biggest rule that Apple's adhere to, and that's why they're successful.
1: Yeah. Well, I guess the other thing I'd point out with this Taylor Swift example is that she's one of only a handful of artists that could even consider trying to do something like this. Most certainly. Which I think, I think you, I'm sure there there are I don't articles that. Know. It, well, what, I no, I, I I think that's totally true.
0: No, there's a whole lot of other people who who time delay their mu- uh, their music on streaming services.
1: Well, but they're but they're all in this kind of upper echelon of artists. No, not really, because the money anybody's getting from Spotify
0: or these other things is almost completely inconsequential or uh, insignificant.
1: I, the, yes, the raw dollars from streaming are, but the 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 promotional value that you get through. Making yourself more easily available, I think, you can't understate that.
0: You don't think that happens through standard terrestrial radio, broadcast television, and Pandora? Like, all these, there's so many other outlets that are advertising. Like, hasn't been that, that been the whole uh, argument of terrestrial radio providers, of why they shouldn't really pay royalties, is because they're a promotional medium? It, like,
1: it has. It has been. Mm-hmm. So what?
0: So Spotify is a promotional medium that also charges you ten dollars a month.
1: Well, no, and I. I
0: no, that's that's not fair. I,
1: I mean, this is getting for me getting a little inside baseball, but I I I haven't ever agreed with the idea that well because you're a promotional medium that means you don't pay any royalties. Like I I, I don't understand that argument at all.
0: Well, they could they could pay the same royalties that Spotify pays, like per thousand listeners, which is basically nothing as well. Like again, the price per play on a streaming service is just so absurdly low.
1: <sighs> yeah, no, it, it, it's it, don't get me wrong. It, it, it's I don't I don't want to even come close to pretending I know what the answer is. It, it, it's a hard problem, but I just I don't know. I I think because I, I just think, think
0: like anybody who thinks like Spotify will cover whatever they need, like they they seem to think that like of the ten dollars a month that they pay, like if all they listen to, t- to is Taylor Swift that she's getting eight bucks out of that. And it's not right. That That's the problem. Not all content is equally valuable.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, but there's, there, I mean, there's this, so there's so many problems with this. The one we've already talked about with the fact that an up and coming artist doesn't have the clout to be able to do something like this. Um, I mean, there's obviously the problem of piracy with music. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I, it just, it, it just doesn't, it doesn't feel right to me that trying to hold on to a dying business model is just the, the right way to do things.
0: But it's not dying.
1: Oh, it totally is. Bu- the not. idea of buying tracks or albums is absolutely going away.
0: Says who?
1: Says the sales volume of tracks and albums over the last five to ten years.
0: Not for Taylor Swift.
1: No, oh, but again, she's not. She's not indicative of the music industry at large.
0: Yes, she is.
1: In what way?
0: She's setting the tone for America.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it's you know, as you would say, it's fine for Taylor Swift, but it, it it's it's not. It's it. What she's doing is not a fair representation of what the rest of the music industry can do.
0: Okay, so again, your opinion is that. Everybody should settle for an absurdly low amount of money just because not everybody's as good as Taylor Swift.
1: I don't know. I I think I think you I like, I, I, like, I think I understand I,
0: your point that you think streaming is a better model, and I do too. Like if like there's a lot of music I don't buy or don't really listen to because I don't want to buy it on a per-track basis, even though a lot of, like sometimes it is on Spotify, sometimes it's not. But that it's. You, It's just, you can't do flat rate pricing and adequately compensate people just because the amount, like certain people might listen to really esoteric and unpopular and unprofitable stuff where certain people like me, like my use of Spotify is mainly geared towards more popular artists who should command more money. So nobody's going to go for a dynamic uh, subscription pricing on uh, music services. So what are they going to do?
1: I just, I just think you have to adapt, I, and I, I, don't think, I, don't, I, oh. I don't think you... Well, I, the, record sales are not the only way artists make money.
0: So do you think that RDO should come out with different subscription tiers? Like there's a $20 one that includes Beyonce and Taylor Swift, and uh, who's a popular male artist? Um,
1: Luke Bryan.
0: Who, who's that one dude from The Voice? The, uh, it includes, uh, Adam
1: Adam Levine.
0: No, the country one.
1: Isn't that Luke Bryan?
0: No, it's that one guy.
1: Luke Blair Bryan's Shelton. the oh, yeah. Luke. Luke Bryan's the only country artist I know. Well, besides Garth Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, that's for, so that's that's so, from so, my parents. God, you're, you're old. All right. I am old. I'm, oh God, I'm older than Taylor. St- I, I'm Madison is a year younger than we are. He's is that is it? Is that true? He
0: definitely is. Oh God. Anyway, you got to go watch that uh, late night thing. I um, should. So, so is uh, RDO supposed to have a $20 a month subscription that allows access to the good artists or, or the popular artists? Like, what is the solution? Because the solution is not making $10 a month subscriptions work.
1: I, I think, I don't know. I, I guess I think, I think the solution is not having all of your income as an artist tied up in your actual album sales.
0: Where should it come from? Like don't don't like because remember in like back in two thousand six when everybody was, everyone was talking about like Kazaa and like all it's, like the piracy and that kind of stuff they were like oh we'll make it up in concerts man like that's not a strategy you can't say m- producing and making and selling music is no longer a viable business model that you no
1: yeah
0: it's a complicated problem
1: it is yeah we can agree on that, that
0: neither of us are qualified for that I agree. Uh, what's, what's a topic that we uh, are qualified to speak on? <laughs> Probably none of these. Let's be honest.
1: No, none of them. Yeah. No, none of them.
0: Sports. I've never, I haven't played baseball since like I was seven. I shouldn't be talking about it. Did you, you played baseball? In elementary school. Like I, I, I swung a bat once.
1: <laughs> uh. Well, it's the only other thing we really have in the, the Slack is the uh, Uber stuff. Yeah, I'm not sure I really care that much about it. So,
0: so Uber's ha- there Have you read the uh Vanity Fair um Kara Swisher profile of the CEO?
1: Um I not in its entirety, but I I've, I've I've seen some snippets from it.
0: Okay. I have not read it yet, so we'll save that for next week. Um but yeah, uh Valleywag posted just kind of a, a bit of a research piece on what is kind of uber partnering with certain companies and pushing unqualified and somewhat sketchy loans on their drivers which is probably one of the most like just plainly kind of scummy things that i would say uber does like there's a lot of other things like their uh, predatory pricing and a lot of other stuff that's kind of debatable but i think this one's just kind of kind of weird where they're offering no credit check, no like non-securitized loans towards employees. Sec-
1: securitized, is that? Is that the uh technical Unsecured.
0: term? Unsecured. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs>
1: it's a, it's a, oh, that might that might be the show title. <laughs> no, please don't. I think it will be. <laughs> this is probably the latest in an episode that we've waited for a show title, but no. There we go.
0: I said some good stuff about Taylor Swift that you can pull from. That's much better. Um, I
1: still can't get the fact she's, gosh, she's two years younger. Oh, that's weird. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. So they're they're pushing unsecured and um, just like improperly qualified loans on uh contractors because the CEO, uh, Travis Kalanick, uh, refuses to call them employees, uh, who are able to be fired at will like for almost any reason if your driver rating falls between whatever um, so I just think it's a weird sketchy thing that the company doesn't need to do but that they're doing anyway and I mean I I know that they need scale and they need people driving fairly new vehicles and they need they want their drivers to feel um, I don't know like they they have some type of in with something but it's just kind of sketchy and just sh- shouldn't it's a hard company to like
1: that's that's exactly what i was going to say is it's it's becoming it's becoming harder to like uber they they offer they offer such a fantastic service but there's just there's just all this stuff around them that yeah just it it just makes it makes it tough
0: disappointing yeah all right. Anyway, uh, what time are we at?
1: Oh, we're we're right at about the right time.
0: Okay. Uh, let's see. Any other stray stuff?
1: I think you know. I think uh, we got about it about it covered.
0: Cool. You want to wrap this up?
1: Let's do it. All right.